What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Fantastic Cast Podcast. My name is Liam. Hope you're doing well today. Elden Ring. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's quite the game in both good and bad and scale. So here's what's going on today. Like uh, the last episode, this is a ripped YouTube video. So feel free to check the show notes if you wanna go see the actual video with gameplay and B-roll in the background. But just a quick intro note before we roll into past me's impression. Wow, right after this video went live, for about the next 50 hours, I really did not like the game. At this point now, I'm in Lindale and I'm liking it again. I still have a lot of issues, most of which at this point with this recording you're about to listening to, I was experiencing, but I was assuming that it was going to change and was still trying to kind of find the groove of the game. Anyways, with that being said, I hope you have a good one. I'll catch you at the end and I hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Fantastic Gaming. Hope you're doing well. Today, let's do some Elden Ring mid playthrough impressions. I've been putting the hours in after hitting a PS5 restock last month. And while I'm not hitting this impressions video as early as I would have liked, I'm sure that most, if not all of my perspectives will change as I play more and especially arrive at the ending and move into New Game Plus. This game is big. Lots to cover here for sure, lots of thoughts already. However, I do plan on doing a longer, more in-depth review when I'm done with the game. So for today, I do want to primarily focus on gameplay. Because right now where I'm at with the game, this is some of the highest and lowest points for me. Let's be positive first because that's always good. Um, it is Soulsborne combat and that is just inherently an amazing and fun thing to experience. I love the whole subgenre of action adventure games that Souls has spawned, and Elden Ring is nothing inferior in its execution. It still feels incredible staggering a tough enemy, landing a long chain of hits, and with this game, taking on groups of enemies is not only just part of the loop with how enemy clusters are much more prevalent, but with different Ashes of War or just left trigger attacks, you definitely have the tools at your disposal to just hop right into the middle of a giant group and have fun. And if you don't lock onto anyone, you can make every different attack aim a new direction. I'm sure that was part of previous games. I think I'm just doing a lot less lock-on combat this time around, so it's much more noticeable to me, and it's awesome. The hitboxes also seem to be much more dynamic to triggering a particular type of hit reaction animation more accurate to how you actually hit the enemy. This clip right here, way too early in the Caled Wilds, I uppercut somebody, didn't know that could be done. The core gameplay loop is simply fantastic once again, however, we do have some new tools at our disposal. Mounted combat, of course, is one of the biggest new things around this time, and for the most part, it's freaking sick. Torrent is simply a gem, and I love how you can like charge your heavy attack and clip enemies as you ride by them. We obviously saw this in the trailer, but I know I didn't put together that that would be a gameplay attack mechanic. I just thought it was like trailer flare. And I also thought at first that riding was going to be a primarily traversal system, and then once you just got to enemies, you'd hop off and fight them on foot like every previous game. And I will still hop off and fight certain enemies on foot because it is still a deeper system, but especially for large or other mounted enemies, staying on torrent can definitely give you an edge, especially if you do put in the time to kind of learn the timings of when your attacks will actually hit. Other main new mechanics, crouching and jumping as well. Kind of a funny thing to be like, oh yeah, new features, it's awesome. But now any future Souls game that doesn't have it or doesn't have it nearly as implemented as well is definitely gonna feel very bare bones. Jumping especially is super fun to use in combat. The hitboxes in Elden Ring are so precise that when you know an enemy has like a horizontal sweeping attack, for example, you can really confidently just jump to avoid that versus always having having to dodge roll every single time. And my goodness, does it feel good to smack some of those dudes out of the air. One thing I am noticing a lot more in Elden Ring versus previous titles is how often you'll get hit with an attack that 
you think really should have killed you, but it doesn't, and you're left with like the tiniest bit of health. This game seems to give you a pretty good grace window for things like that. It's a lot like Vort of the Boreal Valley from Dark Souls 3. I feel like every clip I saw, including my own experience, was the slight little last bit of health that you were left with and then the next attack you ended up killing him. Something like that, right? It definitely happens a fair bit and I'd say it's a pretty generous thing for a Soulsborne game to give you. Speed listing a couple other gameplay things I'm really liking before we get gameplay critical is the item crafting out in the world, the recovery of flasks for clearing groups or tougher enemies to keep you out in the world, and the Ashes of War are super rad, although I think they were in previous Dark Souls titles, right? Either way, I don't know. It's really awesome. Let's move on. While I would love to do nothing but gush about this game, there are definitely things about Elden Ring so far that I'm not taking a liking to. And uh, actually looking at the script, this is a longer section. Some general quality of life things I think would be really awesome to see changed is uh, point number one in the way that you hold down down on the D-pad to return to the first slot in your item hotbar. It'd be awesome to do this for every direction. I like carrying weapon and tool options with me in both hands and having to individually click through to get to what you want and then maybe back to your main slot can be super inconsistent and part of that is because of point two the input and animation timings for Elden Ring seems so inconsistent I couldn't find the term but in game design there's a gameplay window where when the player is doing some move and some animation is playing and naturally spamming the button of the next move they want to do that next input is registered and queued before the current animation has finished playing and will then immediately start playing the next animation right away even if the player doesn't happen to be pressing the button right on time. On games that implement this well this makes the gameplay feel a lot smoother because you're immediately flowing from one move to the next without any kind of downtime in between. Now Elden Ring seems to like I said do that noticeably inconsistent and also has like barriers on the animation timers where you can't click 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 fast through weapons you have to wait until you've gotten the weapon X out before you can even switch to the weapon Y. Typically, in my main hand, I only carry a bow in addition to my main weapon, but I do find things like jumping to cause you to not be able to switch weapons mid-air, and I don't necessarily care to actually switch the weapons mid-air, but I would like the game to know that I'm trying to switch the weapons and have that trigger the second I hit the ground, but it doesn't. And on the contrary, which I think is the first time I've ever actually used that word, I overroll constantly. I'm learning to be a bit more calm with my dodging because one, that's just a better way to get better at Souls games, but two, because of this timing issue where with the weapon switching, the timing window is like the full length of the animation and then you can trigger the next move versus with rolling, the second your dodge roll animation starts, if you hit dodge again, that game knows you're dodging already and doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna double dodge. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. I don't know if that's FromSoft putting those things in for like Dark Souls difficulty or if it's just some animation timings behind the scenes not talking to each other properly, but it's very annoying. However, moving on to more Dark Souls difficulty aspects of Elden Ring, my biggest issue about it is it feels like it could be Dark Souls 4 versus something like a Bloodborne 2. Now for some context, Bloodborne is my favorite game of all time. I think the design in that game, for the most part and for me especially, is nearly perfect. Dark Souls, and I've only played 1 and 3, did not click with me nearly as much. A couple months ago I saw an interview clip with George R.R. Martin who did the world building for the game and in that interview he said that and it's a, a sequel to a uh 
a video game that came out a few years ago called Dark Souls. And in the comments, somebody had quoted that and then said like, you know, asterisks from soft HR going, no, 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 don't say that. Now, I don't know if that comment was meaning like, oh, George was just wrong and don't say incorrect statements about the game, or if Elden Ring has some kind of narrative tie-in to the Dark Souls universe. I'm not really sure, but to me, Elden Ring does have a Dark Souls skeleton versus a Bloodborne skeleton, for example. And that's things like, it takes half a year to down an Estus flask. Doing a dex build seems to offer no playstyle advantage. The weapon set, again, albeit a little bit better, is still a lot of like, let's give you a lot of very similar type weapons versus Bloodborne's smaller but much more unique weapon set, weapon to weapon, and the removal of getting hit and then having a timer where you can do immediate damage back to regain your health, which was the best way to incentivize aggressive gameplay. Things like shields are back and are so strong with damage negation, why wouldn't you use them? Especially because you need to be doing a dang Tarzan cosplay to get down to the light carry weight, but I want to wear my my cool looking astrologer cloak. But that immediately puts me into a medium carry weight. And even at that point, if I'm not wearing some kind of heavy knight armor somewhere on my person, I have non-existent poise and can get blown over by the wind. You fight a lot of big enemies where if you do mounted combat, you do attacks mostly in passes. Not so great when my dex build favors multiple attacks, but that's okay because I bet I can stagger stun an enemy if I have enough endurance to keep a chain going. Nope, your chain only consists of five attacks, regardless of the weapon and regardless of how you're holding it. Do wielding is basically pointless and any status effect is based on damage output anyways. I keep getting great swords and shields. Where is my next dex weapon and where is the next smithing table so I can get to a level four weapon game, please? What's up, babe? I'm, I'm getting overworked. Yeah, that's fair. This clip sums up my feelings towards that perfectly. If this is a strength weapon, I'm gonna cry. Son of a gun. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'm gonna cover these last few topics in brief. The visuals. Hot dang, this game is pretty. All Souls games are gorgeous in their own way, right? Be it art style or technical quality with some of the last few entries, and Elden Ring certainly has some of the best of both worlds. Quality mode is still a bit of a performance mess due to some gnarly edge and shadow flickering, but thankfully frame rate mode is infinitely cleaner of an image and holds 90% of the image quality, especially when you're getting your tarnished face kicked in all over the map. But speaking of the map, good segue there, the open world is cool, right? I don't know what the consensus is. What do y'all think? Feel free to leave a comment about the open world. Personally, I think they've done a great job of translating the Soulsborne area-to-area -area layout into an open world. It's certainly not my preference. I do hope they go back to their original formula in whatever next title that is. However, I still say it's a beautifully laid out space, it's fun to navigate, and it's not a detracting element of the game. But for the last thing here, story-wise, I'm totally lost. There are two side quest elements that are already heartstring pullers, but like all Souls games, the story is confusing in an intriguing way that I don't even know yet. Our Grace Lamp Waifu is awesome, and I can't wait to watch tons of Vati Vidya lore videos when I'm done playing. So, in conclusion, Elden Ring, so far, is a fantastic game. I don't have rose-tinted glasses with this game, but it's no denying that we have it pretty good when it comes to being fans of From Software. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it. Hello again, present day Liam popping in here at the end of the episode, just to say again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. I hope your commute was good or your work from home day when, whenever and however you listen to this podcast. What are your thoughts on Elden Ring? I'm really curious to hear. I've made several TikToks about it and according to the TikTok Elden Ring community, I'm wrong in uh, every single one of my opinions about the game. However, that is a discussion for another episode. So in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and I will catch you back here in the next one. Peace.